G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. Today on the podcast, we've got Robert McKenzie from Macca's Beef. Macca's have been running Angus cattle for five generations. Today they have five properties, ranging from Gloucester down to the Williamtown Flats near Port Stephens. They are dedicated to producing high quality beef cattle for both domestic consumption and international export. We'll be talking with Robert about how he runs his business, how he manages the export side of the game, and how he makes sure he gets production spot on so that he's delivering the best product to his clients. Yeah, g'day Rob. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, can we just start by you telling us a bit about yourself and your business, Macca's Beef? Yeah, good on you, Martin. Uh, good to see you again. Uh, we've got some good memories together, haven't we? Yeah, certainly do. <laughs> and also, congratulations for being a new dad, mate. Ah, thanks, Robert. Yeah. Look, um, we're a family operation, uh, been going since 1884 and predominantly just focused on breeding beef uh, for the domestic market. I suppose you always try to reach for a higher pinnacle and we've, we went pretty good selling beef locally, obviously to Woolworths, McDonald's, uh, some on-farm sales everything like that and we ticked the boxes. Uh, there was a certain event in our, in our life that you probably remember what happened to James. It sort of made me change a bit of a direction to bring a bit more, uh, I suppose, excitement into the, the beef game and into the, the, the family. So we stepped out onto the world stage to try to sell some beef uh, predominantly in Asia. Uh, it's been challenging and still hoping that uh, it'll be rewarding. So we're more focused, I suppose, ever before now on, on equality, on our story, on our brand. Uh, our animal husbandry is first class and our effort to look after the land is also on par with that. I think all that shows in our product and our customers reap those rewards. So in your export business, are you selling direct to the consumer in China or Asia or um, are you, uh, do you say, say sell to a wholesaler, sell your just branded beef to a wholesaler over there and then they distribute it to a customer? We, um, we're sold direct. We've sold our skin pack products directly online, our retail ready products. We've sold them direct. Um, we also sell some products directly to some wholesalers, resellers, and we have a couple of good customers now in China and looking forward to getting the first half of this year behind us and focusing on the, uh, on the ne next half. Obviously, this year has been challenging for a couple of reasons. Uh, we've reached out and sending some product into some other regions, uh, more into the Middle East and, um, and other Asian countries, just spreading our wings a little bit, not putting all our eggs in one basket. Yeah, good. That's, yeah, sounds good to diversify. So is the bulk of your product now 
for export or do you still sell heavily into the domestic market as well? Oh, look, we've been selling pretty heavily into the restockers. Uh, we're obviously keeping some quality to, to uh, background on some of our country and on some of our pivots. And we um, put them into a, into a registered feedlot that does a great job for us. We get a, we get a great result with the feedlot that we, that we use. And then, yeah, we box it up and, and send, it, send it away. But we have um, been selling a little bit on the domestic market uh, over the last uh, month. And we believe that uh, that will be growing um, moving forward now. So we're looking forward to um, supplying some of the, our high quality product to the domestic market. That's exciting times for us. Yeah, it's certainly a, a good time to be in cattle in Australia, uh, if you've got them. The, uh, the prices are being pretty good. Um, so where, where do you find you get the, the best return for your, your time in the farm business? Is it focusing on the marketing or focusing on the production? Um, yeah, what, what's really getting you the best return on your time? Oh, look, I think the best return on the time is um, the most important thing, I believe, is, you know, that attention to detail in, in that infrastructure work, um, attention to detail in that stock management, pasture improvements, that's got to be the key. Because if we haven't got that foundation right in our breeding, in our animal husbandry, in our, in our land, if that foundation isn't solid, we're not going to get, uh, get anywhere. So that's been our focus making sure that our stock are number one and our properties are number one and they're clean, they're tidy, they're well presented because that our vehicles are well presented. It's, it's just an important part of our operation. Because if people see that we're looking after that back end, you're going to know that, um, that everything else is going to be, is going to be good. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I've been to your properties a few times and they're, they're always impressive. It just, yeah, you can see from the, from the grass to the fences to the yards, everything's just well looked after. Yeah, thanks, Martin. So with that, I guess, year-round, um, you've been, you know, selling to that international market and even the uh, domestic market. How do you manage for year-round supply? Like, uh, I guess, most cattle breeders, you know, traditionally they only have one calving event per year. Um, and when you're trying to turn off that consistent product year round, it would sort of make that fairly difficult. How do you manage that throughout your business? That's a good question, Martin. So we're definitely far from a massive exporter of Australian beef into the overseas market. Our whole philosophy has just been, just take it slow and steady, create uh, the brand, the story, get connections, friendships, relationships, and then just slowly grow from there. So, um, you know, we're not moving three or four containers a, a week. We're moving product on a consistent, consistent basis, but we're just growing our back end first. And your question again is good. So how do we maintain that? 
So the last property that we bought, that 5,000 acres uh, at Gloucester, that Skybow Downs, a, a, a beautiful property it will be. We just got a little bit of internet problem there. So back to that. So that uh, last property that we bought, Skybow Down, Downs, um, we've put that into a, uh, a second drop carving, um, a, uh, an autumn drop carving. So now we've got, and that's 800 breeders there. So now we've got two drops and we can utilize our pivots to background and, uh, and be able to have product all, all year round. Yeah, right, that's uh, it's fairly impressive. Um, I noticed on your website, I was, when I was doing a bit of research on this, that you've got a standing invite for anyone, I guess your, your customers or otherwise, that want to do a farm tour. How important is transparency for you and I guess agriculture as a whole? Mate, we'll accept anyone. Malcolm Naden spent a bit of time on our property and, uh, oh, and right. he's probably our most famous <laughs> fugitive to, to hang out at Woco Station. Good on you, Malcolm. Um, but your question, <laughs> you look a bit like a fugitive too at the moment. Yeah, I need a good <laughs> you shave. Need a shave. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I think transparency is good. Um, I like that word, Martin. Um, I think that we're good at that. Uh, we're happy to open up our doors to our customers, but also happy to open up our doors to to other stakeholders in Australia that might want to try to do something a little bit different. Um, my philosophy is that that um, we're such a we're s such a small fish in the ocean. Australia is we're 0.3% of the world population. Uh, we're we're only a very small producer on the world stage, but we produce some of the best product. So we shouldn't see each other as a, a competitor. We should see each other as a partner and a different arm to the Australian business and work together more and more and promote Australia and promote Australian agriculture, our fresh, our green, clean image and the more of us that get together and promote that together as a whole, it'll strengthen our foothold on that world stage. So back to that, I have no problem sharing any of my information, uh, showing our properties or what we do to uh, a customer, uh, uh, anyone else within the, uh, within the agricultural scene. So yeah, we uh, we welcome we welcome people to come and have a look. Obviously, we have to go through and make sure that those potential customers are keen, or otherwise we can just waste a lot of time. So, uh, you prove to us that you're committed to our product and to Australia, uh, and we will spend some time with you and show you around. Otherwise. Uh, we're going to have a lineup pretty long trying to just get in just a sticky beak. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, that's, that's quite understandable. So you find the majority of your customers are really chasing that story, uh, the, the clean green image and where it comes from, how it was produced or 
uh, and most of them just they just want a good stake. Well, I think there's a there's a there's a couple there's a couple um, customers. One that's just a commodity trader that just wants a cheap product. I don't even know whether they want a good stake. They just well, they probably want uh, you know champagne for white wine prices, maybe. Um, so there's the, the customer that's um, is a commodity trader that's just mainly wholly and solely focused on price. And then there's a customer that uh, knows the importance of a brand and a story and a good quality product. Because more and more people around the world want to know where their product's coming from. They want to know that it has a story. They want to know that what they're eating is actually the real thing, that it's actually the product that they deserve when they go purchasing product for their family. So without, if we can't tell that story and prove of the brand and the provenance of where the product comes from, uh, you know, we're not going to be number one. And that's what we're focused on, Martin. We're focused on a smart label traceability system to tell the story, to give provenance of the product and give that consumer trust of, uh, of, what, they're, of what they're buying. So yeah, there's still, two, there's still two customers out there. And obviously there's always room, it's always gonna be a, you know, a, a focused commodity trade operation and, and that's good. But for those commodity traders, if they don't step up and offer a high quality business class piece of product, it doesn't have to be meat, it can be anything. If they don't also offer a quality product in their range, they're gonna be left behind. So sell commodity trade meat, okay, economy class meat, but also sell the business class piece of meat because everyone wants to experience business class from time to time. And I think Australia offers business class product. I know Maccas does. Yeah, right. Eh? So in telling that story of ag and the, the traceability and the transparency, do you think that, that is something Australian agriculture generally does well or is there room for improvement? Well, I think there's room for improvement. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, the MLA do a great job. Like, like I take, if I had my hat on in here, I'd take my hat off to the MLA. Um, MLA, thank you. Um, you serve us well. You serve the red meat industry well. And uh, it's a credit to what you do for, uh, for us stakeholders. New South Wales DPI and obviously other states, uh, hold your head high. You do a great job. Credit to what you do for Australian agriculture. And uh, you've been a great supporter of, of Maccas. Austrade, again, a great, a great job. So these organisations tell a great story, but they need us to support them to tell that story. They need us to give them tools and information and marketing material to tell that story. And that's what we do. We, we're all about telling uh, the consumer or anyone how good Australian products is. I'll open my mouth and I'll say my Australian beef is best 
and you can get it from many, many, many different suppliers. Um, and here's how you can find it. Uh, but what you get with Maccas is this and this. So, you know, uh, I don't care if they don't buy mine as long as they buy Australia. I don't care if they don't, if they don't, uh, if they don't, you know, see mine as number one, but as long as they see someone else in the Australian meat industry as number one, I'm happy with that. So if you go back and look at any of my comments or any of my articles in the paper, um, you know, my first job is to promote Australian agriculture and my second job is to promote, to promote Maccas. Um, I've often directed uh, customers if they're not satisfied with me with, with other with other distributors and just say, well, look, I know that they supply the, the product that you might be looking for. Uh, I don't want them going elsewhere. I want them staying in Australia. That's uh, fair enough. We, I reckon you're right. We do produce the best beef in the world, uh, along with mm. most of our ag products. Yeah, I'll just, right, yeah, I'll just come back to something you are saying earlier. You know, you said you had to get those foundations right on farm, whether it be your genetics, uh, or your pasture infrastructure, that sort of thing. What are you doing to to make sure you're hitting those those bars? Are you uh, like working with geneticists, agronomists? Um, yeah, just just what are you doing to to try and boost those production levels there at that farm level? Agronomists. Oh, oh sorry, that's sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, if you know a good one, tell me. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Um. <laughs> I'm so everyone knows I'm having a go at Martin there. Okay. So I'm not having to go at agronomist in a whole, uh, yeah, look, we use a, a great agronomist, uh, that's uh, been guiding us to, um, upscale our pasture. Uh, we, um, we're focused on genetics. Um, and we're, we're, we're lucky. We've got the ability to hold back a lot of heifers on, on our country. So we will uh, hold back um, uh, next year when we when we wean. We'll hold back four hundred of our top top heifers, and we will very heavily go through them uh, another six or eight months later. So that is improving our genetics because come weaning time, if uh, you know if you're weaning a heifer and she's at three forty kilos. She was dropped early. Uh, her mother did a great job. Uh, she she's done well in those conditions, and her mother created a great, a great, uh, a great, a great daughter. Um, the father was a great sire. So they're the uh, they're our future. So we'll we'll cull and keep keep we'll keep and then cull again um, our top our top heifers. So that's that's one. Uh, number two is um, I know you follow my LinkedIn posts, and I appreciate your support there. So as you see, we 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 try to go out and select some of the best bull genetics um, every season, and we we were very happy with our couple of purchases from a couple of great uh, studs over the last uh, two weeks, and. Um, and thank you again. The land did a great article uh, on on Maccas again for one of those bulls that we purchased. So that's a, that they're a great support of Australian agriculture. They, they're a great paper. Honestly, if you're going to read a paper, you'd read that. I think the rest you'd probably just leave 
leave as a doorstop. It's a, it's a, it's a paper that, that promotes a lot of positivity. It's not a negative driven paper. So uh, hats off to the, to the land and, and all their editors. Um, so yeah, bull selection's important. Um, as you know, Martin, we went down at a dispersal sale at uh, Witherswood Angus and we bought a couple of decks of some of their best um, cows and we will be um, AIing those cows to some pretty uh, good genetics um, to implement some of our own bulls because when you've got so many cows like we have we have to be able to breed some of our own bulls uh, you know to put over the heifers or whatever it might be um, because um, yeah just to keep to manage our costs so genetics is important and we're focused on that and the, and the kids are focused on that both James and Jack too they know how important it is to make sure our cattle are number one I took a drive yesterday up to Gloucester for the day and um, I took a, a, another very well-renowned uh, stud for a drive and, and um, they rang a bloke last night and said, Maccas ticks the boxes. Uh, presentation is good, uh, cattle, cows, uh, cows are good. Obviously I left the, the best property to last so it cements that image in his head. But um, no, he, uh, he was very, very happy with our operation and he, he, he rang someone and that person rang me. So that was great that, that people that are much more professional than me in, in the field of breeding cattle can see that we're ticking those boxes. So it was good to have someone come out and see us yesterday and offer a few words of advice. Uh, it's good to see. It's yeah, good to see you're getting that recognition there in a family run business. Yeah, it's not easy. No, nah, no, nah, but you've certainly put the work in. Uh, it's, um, as I said, the few times I've been there, I've been blown away every time. Anyway, we might wrap that up because I'm sure you've got other things to do with your day than sit around talking to me. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? Or if people wanted to find you, find out more about Macca's Beef, where can they look? Um, obviously, you can, you can Google, Google Macca's Beef. Um, contact me if you want. Uh, you can find me on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Robert McKenzie, Instagram. I've had to uh, I've had to upskill my uh, social media. I, st I still haven't succumbed to um, Facebook, and hopefully I can hold off on that. But you but, said you're uh, on Instagram. Look, we're on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I don't know how I got on that. Maybe one of the kids did that, but uh, yeah, look, LinkedIn is probably a very important tool for, for us. Um, and just talking on that, if we're if we're dealing with China, we definitely have WeChat. Which, if anyone else out there wants to start to deal in China, it's very important you have WeChat. Uh, and, and the rest of the world are very prominent on uh, WhatsApp. So we have them, but uh, for that social media, LinkedIn and, and Instagram for Maccas. Right, eh? no worries. Oh, and just one more thing. Finally, I had some Maccas beef jerky a while back. Do you, you still make that one? Mate, we make it, buddy. We make it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It is good. Where can I get it? Oh, mate, um, Jack, Jack um, posted out online. 
Um, obviously, we sell it to some pubs and clubs and shops. Uh, Norco Rural do, do stock it. So if you've got a Norco Rural store near you, request a Macca's Australian Beef Jerky. Look, it's quality product. And, and that, I suppose, is something very easy to be able to sell or, or give or donate um, and to see, well, if this is quality, what's their steak like? Um, I actually donated um, a heap of beef jerky to New South Wales Ambulance Service a couple of weeks ago. I went to the busiest uh, ambulance service in New South Wales at uh, Artarman and I donated a heap of beef jerky there and they, they loved that. And I actually donated, talking about donations, I, I, I think it's great. Uh, you know, Australia's always been renowned to help people out. And whether you can do it in a small way or big way or whatever, but there's nothing more satisfying um, than helping someone. And, you know, I donated beef to the Bill Cruz Foundation, um, Reverend Bill Cruz Foundation in Sydney on Thursday. That was, that was, that was great. They cook about 10,000 meals per annum. Uh, oh, sorry, 10,000 meals per month, would you believe? Oh, wow. To homeless and needy people. So that was, that was great. And uh, I tried delivering meals door to door when the coronavirus first hit to our uh, local indigenous elders and also the elderly in our community. And we did 400 meals. I didn't deliver 400, but I delivered one day and I thought I'd hate to be a postman trying to find addresses. So anyway, but uh, look, we're, we're always, we're always uh, trying to do our trying to do our little bit. So, um, and that's what Australia is good about. You know, we're great at helping, helping people. And I know a lot of people help the farmers in the, in the drought and uh, we've got some rain now, not everyone. And uh, now we're, we want to help those people that helped us. So uh, that's, that's what makes Australia great. And if anything comes out of the COVID-19, I hope it's compassion and its commitment to uh, to be kind and respective, respectful of, 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 I suppose, our, our neighbours and our uh, and the, and our, I suppose, the community that we that we live in. So let's uh, one good thing. Uh, let's show everyone that we care about everyone. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's great. It, I guess it's just helping a mate out is, uh, well. Yeah, I guess it's really a core Australian value and, you know, certainly a core value of the bush. It's just the way it's done. Mm, yeah, and I think the city's feeling that too now. Yeah. Let's show the city we care about them too. Yeah, no. They donate in a 20, 20 kilo packet of rice. But if anyone out there wants to donate anything, there's a few good charities that we donate to. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me and I'll, I'll put you in contact with some of those great great communities like I said can take a, a bag of rice or you know take some vegetables or take some eggs um, you'd be surprised how many people out there need some help and let's let's uh, let's do that together as a as a farming community just donate just donate some things okay yeah no no that's it it's uh, good to chat with you Martin yeah well thanks for coming on you're the the first interview I've done so I'm fairly rusty but anyway I, th I think it's worked out quite well once again i'd just like to thank robert for coming on the show it was a absolute privilege to have him i'd also like to say that maccas is looking for quality business relationships 
to help drive and expand Macca's beef, spreading it around the world. And they've also developed a fully functional smart label to give traceability of where the product comes from and have the ability to show the consumer how to best prepare the meal. This smart label could not be copied. Contact Robert for more information or check out the Farm Online article, Beef Blockchain Trial Breaks New Ground. I'll be linking you to it in the show notes below, along with the website for Macca's Beef and Robert's LinkedIn page. Please remember that this advice is general in nature and always consult your own expert before acting on what you've heard here. Thanks for listening to the In The Paddock podcast. Hopefully you took something out of it that'll help you on your farming journey. Please remember to subscribe so you can stay tuned for the latest shows. Remember to like, share, rate and review to help others find us. Until next time, keep at it.